town talking toys. This is a podcast we are making noise. Gather round all you girls and boys. It's chicken motel. We are talking toys. 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 Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Toy Talk Guys podcast. I'm Strick. And I'm Motel. This is your weekly digest of everything happening in the world of toys. We're talking action figures, Lego, video games, and anything else that catches our eye. This week, we'll be covering some Power Rangers announcements, new Lego 2018 sets, and we'll just give our thoughts on the winner of ABC's The Toy Box competition show. Let's get into it. Let's see what we got on here first. Ooh, um, this is me. We got some legacy zords actions and um ninja steel figures hitting the shelves uh, this past week uh we we had people um actually posting some stuff on ebay um of uh ninja steel action figures that they're finding um and they are pricing them you know at the standard like 30 dollars. <laughs> and ninja steel is the current show that's on oh yeah yeah um they actually just wrapped up their season last last week i think was the season finale and then I think we're going into hiatus. And then in 2018, we will be seeing Ninja or Super Ninja Steel. Mm. So to be correct, those are actually the uh, new figures that we're seeing. And I mean, like I said in the last podcast, they, they are all true to what that image was that, that we got from Bandai. They all look great. The packaging looks awesome. I definitely want to do a little hunting and uh, see if I can come up with these myself. Um, that's more so just wanted to give you guys a heads up if you haven't seen anything on eBay or anything like that. But m the, the meat of this is what I really want to talk about. And I mentioned it on previous podcast. I think one previous podcast before was um, the uh, legacy Zord figures that are coming out. These are standalone uh, Zord figures that don't transform or combine to form a Megazord. They're simply just collectible figures that ha I, I, from what I understand, the figure that comes with it, an exclusive figure, is able to fit inside the cockpit and actually pilot the Zord. So that's something new that we've never had before, which is a cool feature, I suppose, if you're looking for something like that. But at the same time, I, I know a lot of people have been talking, saying, do we really need this? Is this something that, you know, anybody's been asking Bandai for? and it's just like you have to wonder like do we do we need it i mean we already have representation of these zords from the megazord what like originally when it was released and then you have the legacy that was released and then you have they actually re-released the legacy and then they re-released the gold megazord legacy so it's like do do we need that like is and it looks like a big package from what I see yeah. on, on the image that, that was posted. So it's like, how much shelf space is that going to take up? And yeah, it looks are, fairly large. And are they going to move? Uh, because keep in mind, this legacy line, it's really geared towards adult collectors. I mean, it, it has to be. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I don't know if there's actually die cast on there, but that's one of the main selling points is like, uh, better articulated uh more collector version figures in this line so when i look at that zord i'm just like okay it looks nice um the packaging i think almost steals the show as far as making it a collector's item yeah for sure because i feel like once you take it out of the package it's gonna look 
like, a, I mean, of course it's a toy, but it's going to look like kind of like a chunky, not really too detailed, yeah. more so focused on functionality and playability toy. So it's, they're kind of, I don't know if they're walking a fine line. I think they've kind of already crossed that line a little bit, but yeah. I mean, well, who knows? Like, like it was mentioned in the article, it, it is at the start of the uh, holiday shopping season. So who knows? Maybe that'll give it enough, uh, enough oomph to actually push it over the threshold and move this stuff off the shelves. Because personally, I'm, I'm not too optimistic about it. Have you seen this on the shelves yet? Or is, is this like, no, yesterday was the very first, um, image that we got of it on the shelves. Okay. So I actually haven't, haven't even seen the Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, Zord either. Cool. So there's there's two, right? There's yep. a Tyrannosaur and the Sabretooth. Yep. It's a red and yellow ranger. Yep. Interesting. I'm sure like the red ranger is going to sell out pretty quick and then the yellow yeah. ranger is going to be sitting there for years and years. That <laughs> That's what people have been talking about. If, if, yeah. if it follows in the, the, the beat of the other uh, female figure sitting on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little torn on these too i like a lot of the legacy stuff that they have done which is like the regular figures the packaging i do like it's strange to me that they change it up so much from the other legacy stuff which ten tended to have like a green and yellow kind of theme to it this is actually more like gray and black that's true um what's like it almost looks like a newer power rangers like the newer power rangers logo like from the movie mm -hmm. and stuff like that i don't know if that's updated for a lot of things but I don't know, it doesn't scream Mighty Morphin to me it's like this is it because this could be like a wave that goes beyond Mighty Morphin you think well, they are definitely trying to do that. Um, but speaking to how you feel about the packaging, I, I I understand where you're coming from, but I also feel like it's a, it's kind of a, a welcome change. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just getting a little too green on the shelves, and maybe they're yeah. trying to break it up a little bit. But at the same time, it, they're kind of going um, in canon with the Super Ninja Steel figures that are getting released, where they just totally change the packaging around make it look way more crisp, way more presentable. Something that I think adult collectors will appreciate uh, ultimately. Yeah, so. I guess it does trigger that thing in your head where you're like, I'm seeing all this stuff on the shelves that all is the same packaging and then something brand new shows up and you're like, well, this looks very different. This must be something new. Yeah, I mean, you're the marketing guy, so that that sounds like a, yeah. a correct I don't analysis. Know. I don't me. know if that's what they, or someone just got tired of it and they're like, we need to rebrand it because it doesn't fit in our brand guidelines anymore. It could be something like along those lines. Yeah, but I mean, just looking, but beyond the package, once you look past it, does not does that not look similar to like what we're seeing with the Imagine X stuff coming out? Yeah, yeah, it does, honestly. Um, and I'm not, I mean, this is like kind of a potato image of it, but I'm not super impressed with what I'm seeing here in terms of like the detail on the actual, it's nice that it, you can just keep it in package and see it in the package and not have to take it out or yeah. anything. But yeah, the, the, I mean, the figure, it, it looks fairly detailed. Um, like it, it's like the bare minimum to know what it is. I, that just, to me, it looks like, where Legos had the junior line. Yeah. And I guess that's like an evolution of like Duplos. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm equating Duplos to Imagine X, and then this is to like junior action figure. Like yeah. that's kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah. From first it seems, impression. yeah, like it's made for children, younger children, not really for collectors. <laughs> um, I'm like comparing it to some of the like Voltron stuff you see on the shelves, which is like very, very detailed lions. Yeah. But I mean, there's way too many, but there's tons of detail in those. And yeah, this is looking like just some cheap stickers on here. That's what it looks like. Not a lot of printing, really. Um, I don't know if that is printing or stickers. At least from what I'm looking at, it looks like stickers like on the arms and the sides. Yeah. Could be printing, but um, definitely doesn't look die cast. Just looking at some of the gray parts, um, they look more plastic than die cast. Yeah. 
it, exactly. And I absolutely, it kills me to knock this stuff. Like I really want this kind of stuff to be successful, but man, they, they really need to get off the mighty Morphin kick. And I know they keep saying like, well, mighty Morphin's the only thing that sells. got to keep giving a mighty Morphin. This, this might be the, you know, the tell all of what's going to happen. Like with the future, yeah. like if this kind of stuff just sits on the shelves, it's like, all right, we gotta, we gotta take a step back here and figure something out. Yeah. But I'll, I'll definitely speak more to the uh, legacy line in my, uh, my next topic here. So that's about all I got to say on that though. Word. I'll flip it over some good news on the Lego side. Uh, so every year Lego puts out a large modular building. It's in their like expert creator line. Uh, they're usually around $150 made more for adults, uh, you know, teenagers, older builders. Um, this would be the 11th, I think, in the wave. And they come, like I said, so they've been doing it for about 11 years. Uh, the newest leaks that have been out is that we're getting a 50 styles diner, um, 50s style diner, excuse me. It uh, looks really great just from the images that leaked out. It's not a great image. It's actually getting taken down on most sites. It's still up on our blog. So if you want to check out what it looks like, um, it looks really, really awesome in my opinion. Um, and no details on what it'll retail at, but they have been around $150. It doesn't look a ton bigger than other sets. So I would expect this one to come in maybe $160, $170. Um, but yeah, I think it looks really good. Like pink lettering and it spells out diner. You got your old like fry cook with the cool white hat on, even like a little pink. 50s style kind of car um so it, it should be a really nice addition to this line which i think is one of the most like loved lines in collectors uh like of of uh, adult collectors they they really collect these things i have most of them some of the earlier ones i don't have but i'm trying to like piece together from other sets mm -hmm. yeah um first i wanted to comment on the leaked image itself where it looks totally beaten up and left out in the rain yeah <laughs> i'm just wondering how that kind of stuff happens yeah I, I would expect this was like new material well it looks like it was posted from like some something overseas because it has some like asian looking letters on it i would expect this was maybe in a catalog that wasn't supposed to be out yet or possibly like they send the catalogs out to the printer so mm -hmm. they might use like a, a foreign printer and that person kind of like ripped like one of the catalogs out and like like crumpled it up and stuffed it in their pocket real quick to take a picture maybe when they got home that's my guess because it just it does look like crumpled up. Um, but yeah, uh, how do you feel about like the set itself? I think it looks great. Um, I don't know if you can answer. You can, I mean, you could probably answer this. But as far as like architecture goes, this is supposed to be like a contemporary diner made to look retro. Like that's that's kind of how I'm I'm judging it. Whereas like the people are wearing kind of contemporary clothing, from what I can tell. So it's meant to be like in this like like era yeah but it's just like a it's like a it's specifically retro looking diner i don't know if that's the case um a lot of these buildings are actually built to look like they're from the 1920s 1930s 40s 50s okay so i'm looking at like some of the figures i, I know like what the one girl is kind of has like a hoodie on so that i don't think you'd really see that in the 1950s era but then like the fry cook definitely well he would work there but he would probably be dressed up like in period and same with like the roller skating waitress then there's a guy with no shirt on who has boxing gloves. I'm not really sure what's going on there. I assume that there's like a boxing studio in the top of one of these oh, cool. buildings. Because um, usually it's like the first floor is the main thing. And then the, the other two floors ha hold like different, either hold like apartments or other stores in nice. them. Uh, and then there's the guy in the pink uh, car who has like a very 50s, 60s style suit, like a blue suit, almost like a 70s suit, as yeah. a matter of fact. He's what's throwing me off. Yeah. And, and the car itself. So it's kind of all over the place in a way. I'm not really sure what period they're going for. 
Um, there's a newer looking camera, which I don't think would have necessarily been around in the 50s. I mean, obviously, it's like one camera piece that Lego has. But um, yeah, I, it would, I would have to get more info on like really what this is going for. But it's set to be like a 50s diner, yeah. um, whether it's in the modern day or not. Um, I just know debate. like they're they've obviously they pay attention enough attention to detail to at least with them being modular they all want them to like have a somewhat nice flow so yeah I have to imagine that what I'm thinking is correct just I, I think it's meant it's meant to be contemporary but look as though it's a period diner as well gotcha um, and as always I'll just comment that I love that they continue to um, make all the people yellow traditional traditionally yeah. yellow and in, in these that just kind of that warms my heart yeah i think outside of the licensed themes everything is still yellow oh i didn't know that okay for the most part yeah i don't i can't think of any I guess, sets uh, yeah like, yeah even they're like ninjago and nexo knights all that stuff oh, is yellow okay face yeah you're right i didn't even think about that i'm just so used to everybody is being flesh colored like with Star Wars and Harry Potter and all that stuff. Yeah, all their lights and stuff, they went flesh tone. But uh, yeah, all the stuff's yellow. Cool. Yeah, so that's the news. Uh, if you want to check out the picture, definitely go over to our blog. Um, but yeah, that's really it on that topic. When is that supposed to, or if you have any idea when it's supposed to hit stores? So, like, we'll get to it later in this in this cast about all the 2018 set, re re like, image releases that have been coming out. But I would expect this to be, like, an official reveal very soon and possibly be on shelves before January 1st. That's when they, they tend to release it around this time. And how many modulars usually come out in a year? Just one. Just one modular oh. year, right around this time, one retires. So the one retiring this year is like the Chinese theater. So mm -hmm. if you do want to grab that, I would, I would suggest getting uh, jumping on some of these Black Friday deals that are going on right now and try to pick that guy up. Cool. Yep. So I got, you want to flip it over to... Yeah, I'll, I'll, tr I'll turn it back to uh, Power Rangers Legacy. Um, and if you guys aren't into Power Rangers, I apologize. I, I do I do like to rant about this this legacy line just because um it I really feel close to it in a way just because it they're really trying to speak to like our generation and they're really just trying to strike a nostalgia chord with us and they just they're slowly but surely just kind of nicking at me and just sort of like disappointing me in in a couple of ways. Um, and this next topic that's been I haven't really kept up with it for this past week, but it's been going on this whole week, basically, where Power Rangers Legacy line, um, they finally got on, people are finding on the shelves the promised um, legacy figures of the first wave of Zeo and Dino Thunder. Um, and you, you're familiar with the legacy figures. I think you have a couple of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, these, these figures have been long awaited for um, for the Zio line, um, not only just to try, I guess, hopefully get the taste of Mighty Morphin out of our mouth just a little bit, and then also, um, back in the day, we don't really have an updated set for Zio, which is arguably, arguably the one of the second to third most popular franchises next to Mighty Morphin, obviously, and we don't really have an updated, nice, displayable. Um, just simply articulated set uh, team when back in the day was released. Um, the figures that were released were like very just chunky and they all had action features, which, which hindered their posability. And 
they just don't really look that great other than having that vintage feel. But if you want to have an updated team, this was going to be our, our only option. And what they've done, I feel is, is very inexcusable. Um, where they finally released the long awaited um, gold Ranger, who is arguably second, probably to Tommy, the most popular sixth Ranger in all of uh, all of power Rangers, basically. Um, he his figure sold really well back when um, they did the uh, 20th anniversary. Um, or what was it, 20th or 25th anniversary? I can't remember. But when they when they did they released all the um, when, whenever Super Megaforce was, they released all Red Rangers and a couple of Sixth Rangers. Yeah, I remember that. And he was extremely difficult to come by, and he's still priced very high on eBay. And this is the Gold Zeo Ranger. Yes, gotcha. The five inch gold Zeo Ranger, uh, because it was just it it was, it was a well designed figure. Like it was five inch scale. The what we're seeing currently, it's it, posability is great. It's everything you want out of a gold ranger, uh, apart from a couple of paint apps. And that's where the legacy line needs needed to step in, and um, satisfy what you know what we're asking for. Um, and they didn't they didn't do that. Is it just the same figure? Uh, it's not the same figure. Just you're familiar. I mean, you have a couple of them lying around here where it's yeah. like the five inch scale and then the new build a figure legacy line where I think they're like the eight inch scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the gold ranger that we got. And from what we saw back in uh like Comic Con previews, um or maybe not necessarily Comic Con, but uh I know MMPR toys. Uh, definitely posted a video like behind the scenes stuff showing us the um the prototype of the gold ranger which looked fantastic um I, I mean i was just really pleased with it the gold armor was was shiny um the staff looked painted and perfect and then just this past week um it was released on shelves people are picking it up and the gold armor on the gold ranger the gold ranger it's it looks like spray cheese like really it's, it's molded plastic orange like copperish spray cheese color oh man so it's not shiny everybody's complaining about it um and people are just like yo calm down at least you know at least we got the figure we should be so grateful and happy that we at least got this figure all you have to do is like go to the store and you know uh put put more paint on it and people are just like i'm already paying twenty dollars for this why do i need yeah. to correct like these mistakes that bandai is just like cutting costs i don't even know where they're cutting costs at to make this line cost effective yeah like i just i i don't get it um and it's it's hard for them to be like well we gotta cut costs because you see all these other lines where it's like you get marvel and dc doing the same exact build-a-figure style and like, I mean, obviously that's working and Bandai's just sort of like tripping over their own shoelaces being like, oh, I, I don't know. And I, I just feel like, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't work there, but I'm just, I just feel like with Bandai's molds, you have all these Power Rangers that are somewhat similar. Yeah. So you can reuse a lot of the molds. So that, that can't really. Yeah. It's not like Thor to Hulk to Spider-Man to like, yeah. yeah. So, I, like I said, they're just—I just feel like they're tripping over their own shoelaces, and this is not the first uh, mistakes that they made with with this line. Where I know a lot of the controversy also 
stemmed from um, the Mighty Morphin team getting silver belts, but only part of them getting silver belts. I think the second wave only got silver belts when they're supposed to be white. And I know Tommy and um, Jason got white belts, and then this, then the rest of them got silver belts. I think. So that was another big controversy. This isn't, and I think they spoke out to it to to say like. Well, it, it was a production issue. I mean, the, obviously it wasn't slated to look like that, but something happened in production and they got silver belts. And I think that's going to be the same case here. I don't, I haven't looked um, recently, but I, I don't think they've made a statement to clarify like, oh, sorry, our Gold Ranger looks like crap. Like orange or yellow. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, any, I don't think they had have a statement out there yet about it, but I, it would be more of the same, definitely, where it yeah. would just be like. They're just blaming on production. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't mean to do that. Where it's just, it's just inexcusable because. The, the like how how would you not know? Like how, I guess what do they just like go and they give it to the production company? Like they're already overseas, where I imagine like most of this, like you could just easily go to the factory, see them off the line, and be like, "Yo, this is wrong. <laughs> like it's not supposed to look like this. Not don't ship them." Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, people. There's quality control engineers. Like even the people if, yeah, get paid salaries exactly. to do that kind of stuff. Even if they, if even if people are expecting it and they're like, "Oh, we can't miss the holiday shipment," just like just show the figure and say. This looks bad. We don't want to ship this out, so it's not going to make it in for time for holidays. Like, let your fans know and yeah. say we're going to correct this. Yeah, um, and that's exactly it. With with let your fans know because the le- like I said before, the legacy line that's geared towards like us, like yeah. adult collectors, people that you are don't on have... the internet constantly and like read all this stuff. Yeah, know what's going on. Yeah, and with everything under under the microscope these days, it's like you would think you'd be and and gearing this. Whole line towards adult collectors who are going to be like putting it online, saying this looks awful. Yeah, you would think you would have that in mind. Where, and especially for like the most popular, or arguably one of the most popular six uh, Rangers, and it, it was in such high demand, and they just dropped the ball so hard on it. Uh, I'm disappointed. Um, and they're also on top of that, they're also telling us, okay, well. Um, this line isn't really moving. It's getting clogged up with girls. I already told you about this. Yeah. I ran. And this about is the build a figure line, right? Like yeah. the eight inch scale with yeah. the other. That's a whole nother thing where, yeah. where nobody's even asking for build a figure stuff for some, you know, slack Megazord. That... What comes with them? Like a piece of a piece of the, the uh, Zeo? Zeo Megazord. Which piece is it? Oh no, actually he doesn't come with a piece. He's the sixth Ranger. So he doesn't have a piece. He only gets the, his, his staff. Oh, his, like, his yeah. personal staff. Yeah. Just like Tommy did in, um, that's so in, silly. In Why not like the thing that Zeo Megazord would hold? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, the, he should have included the sword. I don't. I'm trying to think if the Comic Con. Remember the 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 tri, the triple. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think if that included it, but I don't think it did. I could be wrong. Yeah, because it was the three pack. I don't think there were any even like a lot of accessories going on in there. Yeah, no, I could be wrong, but yeah, that's a whole nother issue where they they just re released figures to have weapons because they don't include the weapons. They just include the build build a figure part. I mean, that's a whole nother issue. But Bandai's like telling us to basically okay well you guys got to go you have to buy like the female figures yeah they have to be bought or else we can't fill the stuff the shelves with with stuff you want and then after they after that they have the you know audacity to give us stuff that we don't want but it's like we should be happy that we even even have it at all and it's like i'm thinking to myself like well i guess we should be happy because it's not mighty morphin and you can't help but think it's like are they do they purposely want the, the those figures not to sell well so they can just say like okay well here you go you're the figures mighty morphin's the only one that sells like nobody wants these figures it's yeah like... <laughs> that's such weird decision making i'd be so curious like what's going on but if like they're just incompetent or it's like it's serious like 
like in the rabbit hole decision making where like we're gonna make them think this way and then the consumers are gonna react this way and then we'll be able to tell our shareholders that like they don't want that stuff and get to continue making this stuff. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. I imagine it's just like they're kind of incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. Um just one more point to it. I, I think it I'm sure somebody has thought of this somewhere or suggested it at some point, but I really think they need to push on like internet sales. Yeah. Where it's like stop fill in the stores with figures that obviously aren't selling people don't want like I, I don't you know if feminists are just like oh we need the female figures on the shelf which people have spoken out about that it's like you need to look at the facts and figures people aren't buying that stuff or like throw it in the barbie aisle where girls are actually going to see it and want to buy it yeah people like don't ship out as many as guys and for the hardcore collectors that need the whole team i'm not one of them they, they can they have a place to buy it online like, yeah and you know just it would solve actually a lot of problems if they would just set up like a storefront. Like I think like NECA Toys has this. Like they have their own Amazon and eBay store, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I, mean, I think toy stores are getting smarter about it, and like these smaller production companies are getting smarter about it, where they're just like, we're gonna sell direct to the consumer, not mess around with the store shelves because a lot of messy stuff can happen there, especially when it's like this, where like it's adults. People are smart enough to just go and be like, I want that thing. I heard about it. Let me go find it. And I'm like, oh, here I can buy every character I want. And yep. they could pretty much just like sell to the audience directly and know exactly what their production line should be. They could save a ton of money. Yeah. That's, I don't know what's stopping them from doing that. And it doesn't help that this line is already like, I look at the price and I'm like, do I really need a $20 legacy figure? Yeah, that is pretty steep that's for not, a figure. That's not yeah. helping it at all. Yeah. I'll stop griping. All right. That was pretty rough. Uh, let's, let's get into some stuff I'll gripe about, but I think most of these sets I'm pretty excited about. So... Lots of 2018 LEGO set releases, uh, or at least the images are coming out, like the official images from LEGO, and more sites are posting about them. We got some Last Jedi stuff in here, uh, some uh, 60th anniversary stuff that I'm not too excited about. So uh, why don't we just go through some of the ones that I posted about. So if you want to see images of this stuff, um, I didn't post all the images. There's other LEGO sites you can go to if you want to look at every last single image. I pretty much just pulled out the coolest looking one in each theme. Uh, so the first one would be from The Last Jedi, and this is, I do not know how to say the name of this set, but it's like Ak. To island training uh really it's uh if you've seen the well, i don't know if i want to spoil this if you haven't seen the force awakens which if you haven't seen it go go see it but close your ears for like two seconds <laughs> at the end of that movie when she goes to see luke skywalker and she's on that island uh that she's on I'm, that's called octu island um and that's getting named in the last jedi so this is like the training set where it's a little hut very reminiscent of yoda's hut from episode five, uh, but there's just Luke and Ray and one of the new characters, one of the Porgs, which is like the cute little things, like penguin-y, birdie looking things that are supposed to be in the set. Uh, how do you feel about this set? Well, that to me right there, I mean, okay, the set looks cool, but that to me right there with the Porg, it's like, oh, okay, so is that like Luke's best friend? And then it, she, it's going to befriend like yeah. Ray in some way? Is it definitely, it's giving, like when you see the releases of these things, it gives some stuff away. like. Um, another spoiler, if you don't want to know anything about Last Jedi, uh, <laughs> Ray is like breaking a rock in half and there's kyber crystals inside of it, which make up lightsabers and like a lot of the stuff. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So there's, so that's why people are saying like, oh, this is the place of the first Jedi. There's kyber crystals on this planet. Um, she's probably going to like have to break that open and build her own lightsaber or something like that along those lines. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in the scene here. And then the Porg are like, well, they're probably native to this island. And there's two Porgs in particular, I think, that have shown up in the um, 
in the trailers and also in the Millennium, the newest Millennium Falcon, there's two Porgs in that set as well. So there's only one in here. So there might be like a whole family of Porgs or like, I would imagine they would identify at least one kind of like uh, Wicket uh, from mm -hmm. like the Ewoks. So I would imagine that like, they're probably going to be like the Ewoks, but there's going to be one that kind of stands out. That's like the main mm -hmm. Porg. Uh, but that's that set. It looks pretty cool. It's it's actually kind of funny because a Yoda set is coming out as well, like the Dagobah set, like yeah. with his hut. So there's gonna be like two kind of like master Padawan sets out uh, with both like little hut builds. So they look pretty cool. The next one I'm not super excited about. This is in the 60th anniversary uh, line. So I think I mentioned this on a previous cast way back um, when we weren't really sure what these were gonna be. A lot of people were speculating that these these would be like classic sets that would be that would come back, like a pirate set and a western set and a castle set. Nah, what we're getting is basically like any of those mix of brick uh, sets that you see on the shelf. There's like classic bricks in a box. That's what these are. And then there's a little like 60th anniversary tile in it that's printed. Uh, so you're positive that it's printed. I'm not positive it's printed. So I think I even put in here. It's like I would recommend getting the smallest set because they all come with that 60th anniversary uh. brick. Otherwise, it's just bricks. I mean, some of them it's like, all right, I think there's like some like I know in one of them, there's like a green. Uh, treasure chest, which is like not a typical color for that chest, and it might be the first time it's been printed that way. So I think there might be like a few printed, not printed bricks, a few colored bricks that are normally not in that coloring. But it's like, man, this is such a disservice to like the hype that a lot of people are like expecting. Like, which pirate set could it be? Which uh, castle set could it be? And like all these like reimaginings of of these things, and and this is what it is. It's like a, just a bunch of bricks. Why again were people assuming it was the pirates? Because it was like 60th anniversary. There was like some rumors that came out, and like we saw in a, like a leak that came out that there would be like at least five sets, and they kind of like grow in you know size, and they're like, oh man, this is just setting it up to be like these awesome sets that are going to come back. So I think it was like built out from a rumor, and then what we actually got definitely underwhelmed everybody. In the community, like everyone's like, wow, these are trash. I can't believe we got excited about these. Does this kind of stuff ever come with directions? Do you have any idea? Like if like suggestions as to what to build? I would imagine there's some suggestions here, but I don't think there's like direct directions to follow. But yeah, it looks pretty dumb. I would, I would you could skip over these, honestly, unless you want that 60th anniversary brick, which I would kind of want, so I'm gonna <laughs> just buy the cheapest set because it comes in every set, so there's no reason to buy the expensive set. All right, move on from that. There's an architecture update so this is shanghai china the, this is in the line of architecture that's specific to the um skylines of different cities so they put out like london and new york and berlin and a, a couple others and this is there's actually two coming out and i forget what the other one is i think it's las vegas also uh, mm. as, as well as shanghai shanghai was actually the only image that actually came out but i think i would still put shanghai in front of las vegas because there's this really neat build um, and, and I, I recommend checking out the the post we have on our blog about this. All the way in the right building, it's like a twisty kind of building, and people are really speculating like how that was pulled off because it's not something that you normally see like a nice, uh, totally fluid twist to a structure. Um, so a lot of people are kind of like messing around with their own bricks and like trying to recreate it to kind of explain how it's done. So that's actually one I want to get open and and check out how they they created that effect on that guy. Yeah, that almost looks like. A headache honestly yeah because like, i mean i guess they all are like totally i'm probably wrong but it's all they all just look like completely 
slightly altered pieces where you have to fit them all together. Uh, I don't, there, there's no way that could be. I'm sure there's an allusion to, to it. Yeah, they're definitely like flat little tiles, but I'm, I'm not really sure like the way they're positioning them to create that effect, but it's it's like a small building. So it's it's actually pretty impressive for the way it's twisting like that. Did you did, did you see images of Las Vegas or was that was that just Yeah, I saw some leaked images way back. Um and I think I have them saved somewhere, but it was not anything like that cool looking. No? Was, I think there was like a mini Eiffel Tower in it and possibly like the pyramid and a couple of the other like casinos, but I don't think there was anything like that fantastic. Las, I'm out, I'm like 90% it was Las Vegas, so it might not even have been no, Las okay. Vegas. It, gotcha. it was, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um so that's that's the architecture line few others to go through. Uh, this one is from the Lego Batman movie, and thank Jesus, it is the last wave, because I'm tired <laughs> of seeing these things and collecting them. I only put this one on here because it's it's the uh, Egghead mech um, from the movie, so you get uh, Egghead, you get Batman, and Egghead's in like this little mech, and then just to throw it in there, they got Condiment King in there, and Condiment King is really the selling point of this set, because for whatever reason, he's in the movie for like five seconds. I think I explained this before. Yeah. But everyone loves this character. I think it's just because he's so ridiculous. Like, he's a villain, but he just shoots ketchup and mustard at people. Like, that's his power. Or, like, not even a power. It's just, like, what he does. So he's just in this set with Egghead. And, uh, yeah. I, they, they don't work alongside each other in the movie. I think they're, like, in the same scene together. Again, he's, like, <laughs> he's in the beginning of the movie where they're just rattling off a bunch of villains. Yeah. And then they're, like... It's self-referential where they're like, those are actually all real. Go Google them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. And I did look up a few of them, like the calculator and stuff that I'd seen in like other waves. But man, Condiment King, I think he's like last in the list. And maybe that's why he sticks out in people's heads so much. But then he's in this like food fight scene as well. But for like a couple seconds and that's mm -hmm. it. And he has like no plot points to the overall story, but everyone friggin' loves him. So <laughs> there he's coming out on the set finally. And hopefully this is the last wave because these sets are like really there's there's only so many. I said this before, too. There's only so many ways you can make a bat ship and they're like really running out of ideas. Well, I mean, are you expecting them to make another Lego Batman movie? Uh, I don't know. With the recent Ninjago movie, it did not do well. That's Ninjago, though. Yeah, but even the Batman movie did way worse. It like made half the amount of money that the Lego movie, Lego movie made, and they're already they're already in the production of the Lego Movie Two. It might actually be the next Lego Movie that comes out. Okay. So I I would imagine they're kind of like holding back and they're seeing how the Lego Movie Two does mm. before they just jump all in on like a Lego Batman Movie Two. Okay. Just because if you're thinking that this is the last uh, set the last wave, what have you, um, this would be something I'd really be interested in picking up just because I know this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, well, only time will tell, um, if it's going to be really valuable, uh, obviously with anything, Yeah. but definitely with other toy lines, like vintage toy lines that people collect nowadays, it's like the last stretch of the toy line, like the very last breath of the toy line ever uh, breathe that's usually the, the kind of stuff that people are looking for today yeah so this i mean this stuff looks absolutely ridiculous you don't need it at all as far as like if you want to because that egghead's not important right no he's definitely a secondary villain he at least has the mech in the movie so it's like oh, okay. something that he's bigger character that's more noticeable but condiment king is straight up just on his feet like he, he's not doing anything incredible R right like what i'm saying all those are the makings of just an obscure toy at the very last yeah. breath of the of the toy line. That's so. true. 
that's definitely something I'd probably be picking up and just keeping. And I should say there's no pricing on, on, on these. I would expect this set to be around $30 and then be discounted maybe down to like $20 at some yeah. point. So it's, it's it wouldn't be a terribly expensive set to pick up if you wanted to. There's, it's really you get egg, egg, uh, Egghead's mech build, and that's about it. Um, you've gotten Batman in almost every single set, so he's like not a selling feature <laughs> at all. But you do get some like egg printed pieces, which I believe they're, they got to be printed pieces, just like they're little discs. And uh, yeah, they're like little sunny side up eggs. Yeah. I think they look pretty good. Uh, so they're kind of cool. All right, the next couple sets we'll go through. There's only two more, and I actually skipped out on like some Nin Ninjago stuff because I just I had nothing to say about any of that stuff. I'm ready for that license to be done. Uh, Minecraft. I, I decided to put this one in here just because I thought it was silly. The the chicken coop. The Minecraft sets to me look like hot garbage. They are real, real bad. Uh, and this one, the only reason I have it in here is because they put some egg molds in here, like little eggs. You've never seen that before? I, I'm almost positive they've been in other sets, but it's just like, this is probably going to be like a $20 set that goes down to like 15 possibly even like lower, like $13. And you don't see those very often. And they were the only thing that jumped out at me in the entire new wave of Minecraft sets. There's like there's one set that has like roller coaster parts that some people are excited about. But yeah, these eggs jumped out at me. All the other sets look like garbage. I pretty much put this on here to just like explain how right. bad these sets look. It, it's time for these to just you know go out to pasture. Have you picked up any Minecraft sets before? I had one that I would I pretty much just got to resell some of the pieces out of it. Yeah. But it's just like it's all studded. It's just not my style. It's just like it's it looks so unfinished. It looks like a little kid put it together. Maybe that's the way that that's what they're going for. But it's just like if you went into any little kid's room and were like, show me the latest thing you built out of Lego. And they were like, here you go. Here it is. I made this up out of my brain. It would look like one of these. I'm telling you. <laughs> so they don't look great. They're not polished. I don't like them. I don't want to talk about them too long. Gotcha. Uh, the last thing here, we have a creator set, which, uh, again, not a line that I really love. Um, so these, I, the the real selling part point of these creator sets are that it's like three in one. So the, they give you a bunch of bricks. You can build three separate things out of like one set of bricks. So this is the Sunshine Surfer van. It's a, it's like a VW style van. You get some cool pieces in here with like a, like a blue printed surf or not a printed surfboard, but a blue colored surfboard. A nice little umbrella that's actually like a printed umbrella piece, mm -hmm. um, which looks kind of cool. And that's really it. Um, I put this one on here as well, just because it was the only one that kind of jumped out at me. I was like, oh, I can see that on the shelf and a parent possibly picking that up just because the build looks pretty cool. Uh, the other builds you get, like, they're really hard to see, but I think you get like a little race car. And uh, I, I think the other one's just kind of like a beach kind of hut or something like that. So... Yeah. yeah, I feel like th those are always going to be easy sells, like for Lego, like anything with wheels on it that looks yeah. like that, man. I feel like that that is just something kids gravitate towards no matter what it is. I know my mom, like she used to buy me a lot of these because she just she, she didn't really know. Like this was like back when Harry Potter and um, not probably not as late as Harry Potter, but like some of the more of the cooler castle sets were out. But she would always pick up these creator sets and stuff like that just because they were cheap and they were there. And she's like, oh, three and one, I'll get a lot of value out of it. But I never really liked these. Oh no, <laughs> no, yeah, I was never a huge fan of these. So that's that's the whole list. Again, I I don't think I, I didn't mention Jago. I think there's another bit of images that came out about another wave that was even lower. On my, oh, Nexo Knights, which is even lower on my radar. That's like really close to ending that. And they do have a show about Nexo Knights. I did look it up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a whole a whole thing going on with Nexo Knights. If they made a Nexo Knights movie, I'd think I'd lose my mind. Oh wow. Yeah, I can't and, imagine. Yeah, and when they're struggling financially, it's like you just need to end this stuff that's not working. Um, so 
yeah those are my none of my thoughts there it was it started out good and i maybe i shouldn't have put all the ones i didn't like at the end uh, just so it didn't end on such a sour note but yeah that's that's most of the the news is coming out in the lego world this week gotcha well i mean this wouldn't be the toy talk guys podcast if we weren't talking about um the the toy box 2017 winner Oh yeah, so this is the ABC ABC show. I'm sure you've seen. It's like the uh, Shark Tank for toys, and like the kids are the sharks, and they're judging all the toys. I've never really watched it. I only watched the last episode just because I I tried to watch the first, and I was just not into it. Yeah. Um, and then I was just I couldn't help but be curious um, what was going to win and what we were going to eventually see on the toy shelves when we'd go to um to, to Toys R Us. I think it's exclusive to Toys R Us actually what they have. And I mean, you you can see pictures of it. I guess you haven't really seen a video of it in action. I'm not sure how much you know about this, but it, the Hydro Shield one, the Hydro Shield Water Dodger. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what this thing is. Like, explain what it does. Okay, it's essentially you get two shields, give them to two kids, and when you turn around the shield where you can put your arm, I guess, to mm -hmm. hold the shield in place, you actually have like a net. Um, that has like your ammunition, suppose like so to speak. Your, okay. um, uh, I guess I think they're splash balls that you just fill up with water and then you put in the shield. That's it, and you throw it at each other. That's the toy. <laughs> it's got to do something other than that. I really don't think it does. Um, it's credited as, uh, you know, for splash balls. I, I'm not sure if they said water balloons, but then also I know they said it's good for like snowballs as well. Mm. Just sort of keep snowballs in the little net down there. I mean, you can make this out of like anything. I don't understand how this was like such a like I, I you put this on here because you want to talk about how dumb it was. But yeah, well, I'm like, trying I to just really don't understand. I don't have a list here of what the other toys were, but some of them were like interesting to me. Um one of them was kind of similar to, to what was going on here with the puffs. I forget what you're talking about. Fluffables. Fluffables. Are those ear, ear durables? Yeah, I actually didn't see that. Um, that that must have gotten eliminated. Earlier. Yeah, they're like there's stuff that the toy brands like so much that they decided to make them. Yeah, but there was like a stand-up table um, golf course, like little mini catapult golf course that you would like rotate and try and like shoot oh, into that holes. That sounds awesome. I'm not going to say it sounds awesome, but it was it sounds just way like, better than this. Yeah. That in comparison, I'm just like, I don't think there's really anything to, to compare at that point, but the way the show's formulated from what I could tell, I mean, I only saw the last episode, uh, but it's basically the, the kids there. There's a big panel of kids and then two of them pair off and then they come down and they play with all the toys one by one together. Yeah. And like throughout the whole time, the host is just like, how do you feel about this? <laughs> like, what do you think? And they're just like, and they're and they're, they're kind of like flicking the the catapult and the golf on the on the uh, driving range toy, and they're just like, I don't know. I feel like I get bored of this really quick, like really quickly. And I'm just like, you barely even. I mean, editing probably uh, took out some time, but it's like you barely even play with that thing, and you're you're complaining about it. And it's it's it was disheartening to see them. Um, after they play with it, they're just they look at each other like. Okay, yeah, we, we have a we have a decision like who who we're gonna eliminate. And there's only two kids. No, it's a panel of kids. I forget. It's, I think there's like ten kids, but they pair off into two. To play it, with at least the for toy. the finale, they play yeah to play with the toy. Two two of them play with the toy. And that and they go back with their research and they say like, yo, 
this like those two basically decide for the group. They do. They feed off each other and just work out. A, so it turns in the group think at that point. It's just like if one kid's like, I don't like this. The other kid's like, oh, I don't like it either. Yeah, you could. it could be that way. Yeah, I don't think kids are smart enough to have their own opinion at that age. There were some opinionated kids from what I could tell, but they all just came off as snot nose. You yeah. can't, I, I guess when you're asking yeah. them to be really opinionated, opinionated and critical, I guess that's what comes out. But it was so it was so hard to see. You have all the inventors standing on the stage as well, and they're, they're basically just telling them, like, it's really boring. I got bored of it really quick. And it's just like these people are just yeah. like, you, you got people in there saying, like, this is my last shot. Like, I got I to get started Some, here. Some, like, little like, snot-nosed kids is like, well, this is boring. Yeah, like man. Oh, man, that's it was cool. hard to watch. And it was especially difficult to see. I mean, the way it was, the way the episode was going, it would have had you believe that the Hydra Shield was going to win. But I'm just like, that is how they're editing it. There's no way that's going to win compared to the toy that it was in competition with at the very end, yeah. which was like some hovercraft where you could drive it, a remote controlled hovercraft that you could drive on land or on water. What? Like, I was like, wow, that's, that's what every kid wanted. Yeah. I feel like it's what every kid, <laughs> I was wanting a hovercraft. And I remember some of the critiques, I should have written some stuff down, but I know one of the big ones was like, it, uh, it's really hard to control. Like it's, I can't, it's not really tight on turns. And I'm just like, what are you kidding me? You, you, you're what to... is, what is like the, what's the criteria to be a judge on this show? <laughs> like, know, is right? it just rando kids that are like, I've played with toys before. And they're like, okay, you qualify. I don't know. Or is what... it like they have review, like children review sites or something? Oh, I don't know what we got to do more research. Are. Yeah. This is just kind of off the cuff things that we noticed. And we felt like we had to mention, man, just... that's garbage. And I remember also one of the one of the snot noses was just um, trying to defend the hydro shield because he loved the hydro shield so. So, so he's much. probably the most opinionated kid, and that's probably why it won. It could have been, but I know somebody was just like, "Well, I like playing with the hovercraft. Like, I can play with it like by myself. We can share it with a friend." And she's like, "I can't really play with the hydro shield by myself. Like, I yeah. need somebody to play with." And the one kid's like, "You can use it as target practice and really like work on your aim." What? <laughs> That sounds like the most boringest time. I dislike that kid a lot right now. <laughs> you could use it as target practice. Oh, man. And then that thing won. I, I was definitely floored. I don't know if we've really put it in the view in the listeners' minds of like what this thing looks like, but <laughs> it's essentially like a plastic with a little bit of rubber on it, maybe. Like, what is that material? It's like... Not, I don't know. It's like what all your like, uh, like water toys are kind of made of. It's like that plastic but it's like a, almost like an inner tube kind of plastic that's what it looks like is pulled over this thing like a vinyl almost that's what, oh, okay yeah like a vinyl pulled over like a plastic shield and that's it it's just like vinyl pulled over plastic and it's in a weird shape that's kind of <laughs> like a shield but not really it's like small you couldn't even protect yourself with that i think a lot of it had to do with how interactive they were able to be because they were on a group it. Yeah, they were yeah. in a group and they were they were like you know throwing stuff at each other and it was and that's like why they're fun in the fun. moment. Yeah, but it's like when you really take a step back and it's like wow, that's the that's the product. This that's... is a one and done, man. You like get this, your friend gets it. It's like yeah. want to go out and play hydro shield. Like what do you play? Water dodger? You want to play water dodger with my hydro shield? Like, I guess it complements like super soaker stuff. Yeah, I guess so. But, but super soaker, I feel like makes these. They make shields already. Yeah, from what I remember, they kind of. They... So this is just. I hope this thing fails. <laughs> Like I hope it, I hope it does terribly, and they learn their lesson. And I hope those people that were making the hovercraft like go out of the show, and they're like, "We're gonna make this anyway." And I hope it's the best selling toy that was ever sold. <laughs> and the toy box just goes, the show just goes off the air. I don't like the show. I don't know how you feel about the show. Mm, I don't know. I'll probably. It'll be interesting to see if I if 
another one comes up. This was actually the second season. I wasn't. Even I didn't realize that. Yeah, season. I feel like this one got more hype than the first season. Yeah, definitely. And it's just interesting because this is like this is Mattel's deal, you know, yeah. for with ABC and the fact that they're in talks of like selling to Hasbro or like joining with Hasbro. Mm. It's making me wonder what's going to, what's going to come of it. If anything even comes of it, if the show just ends at this point. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, it's a Toys R Us exclusive. So you got Toys R Us. Uh, that's yeah. going there's, there's a good chance that this will not make it to next season. <laughs> That'd be cool. All right. You got anything else to say about this? No, I think, I think honestly you, you see a picture and I don't even have to say anything to you. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. It looks, it looks bad. All right, let's get into some collection updates, which which we didn't do last last podcast, yes. but we got some stuff to talk about. So I'll I'll start off here with I got the NASA Apollo Saturn V, which made our top ten toy list of the holiday season. I put it on there without actually I owned it, but I never opened it and actually built it. I decided to do that on Black Friday on yesterday. Actually, yesterday was Black Friday. Yes. Opened it up, put it all together, and it is one of the best sets I've ever built yeah. in my life. Like, yeah. yeah, great quality. The thing is humongous, like way bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's a $120 set, which like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to price range that and kind of put it in perspective of what I'm expecting a $120 set to look like when I'm done with it mm -hmm. and the sticker count and all that stuff and start off no stickers, which is <laughs> makes it one of the <laughs> best sets go. ever immediately. <laughs> There's no stickers, tons of printed pieces, lots of United States, USA, all these flag printed pieces, a little, little flag for your little micro there's little micro figures in it that are smaller than yeah, minifigures. They're those. little astronauts, little build for them. Like everything is in scale. It looks fantastic. Um, it's very hard to find, as a matter of fact. Oh. So if you are looking to find it, it's tough to find around the holiday season. It's in the ideas line, which is again like some of my favorite stuff because it's crowdsourced. Like these guys just built this up and then they put it and then it was accepted into uh, to be a, a, a Lego product. So yeah, I can't recommend this thing enough. Like I'd seen the hype about it and like, oh, it's yeah, it's probably a pretty good set. But honestly, yeah, it's one of the best sets I've ever built. Possibly the best set I've ever built. Had a lot of fun building it. And it it wasn't like I'm curious. I'm so curious as to what you how, how you judge a set upon like, um, it's I mean obviously like playability, but like I I feel like you would more so base a set on how easy it is to build and like are you straining your eyes or something or like something like that yeah i don't think about that too much like normally i can put in my head like each ten dollar ink or really every dollar increment is a minute of time that it takes me to put the set together so if a set is ten dollars it takes me about 10 minutes to put it together and that's i don't know it's just a good rule of thumb it's like nice. always stay true so i was expecting this to take me about 120 minutes which is two hours i think it took me like four hours to put together all in all i took a break in the middle like it was just a very very Massive set to put together, um, nineteen hundred and sixty nine pieces. So like nineteen sixty nine is what they're going for, like the launch of the original, uh, the original rocket. So I thought that was pretty cool that they just stuck it right in that awesome, uh, right piece range right there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, all just it amazed me like all the printed bricks in there, and they kept it at the hundred dollar, hundred and twenty dollar price point, and there's licensing on top of it from NASA. It just begged the question, like, why don't they do this with all the sets and just put printed pieces in and just forego the stickers? Like, I can't, it doesn't make any sense. At least, like, maybe some of the stuff that's like DC superheroes, Marvel superheroes, Star Wars, it's like those licensing deals cost more, so it's harder. Mm -hmm. But, like, I assume NASA is not just like, yeah, put our name on it for free. <laughs> they, they're going to get some kind of kickback for it, at least in a little bit. Then they got to pay the ideas creators. Like mm -hmm. I think it's one percent of all sets sold. So there's like wow. that as well. They're not paying. They're still going to pay designers because like they get the ideas idea, ideas you know set, and then they have to like tweak it and make sure that it's right. 
and then put it on shelves. So there's still a designer, like a Lego designer that's doing this. So there's some overhead costs there, all the production costs and everything like that. But they don't even do that for the like city sets. All their city sets have stickers in them now. And it's like, it's, oh. it's regular productions. Yeah. It's like, it's driving people nuts. And I'm just like, you've made one of the best sets ever. And it has all these printed pieces. People love it. Just do that. It's $120, which I didn't think was unreasonable for the set, like how great it is. It's humongous. It's really big, really big set, lots of detail. And uh, yeah, I'm like kind of kind of blown away that they got away with making that and they can't do that for every other set. Like, I feel like they're just like totally missing the mark with all their other sets right now because that one's out there and it's like it's raised the bar so much. It can't go on. It can't fall on deaf ears that that's an issue with stickers and things I like that. I think they're just in denial about it. I don't know what it is. I know they're they have so they have like the set designers and then they have graphic designers that work along with the set designers and they're like we want to make this set look as cool as possible with all these like intricate little details and i think those graphic designers sometimes they're like i think they meet a threshold where they're like this can be a printed piece this can't be a printed piece and they're like well i really like this design i did this is total speculation by the way i have no idea if this works and they're like i really love this design and we're going to just do this. We'll just sticker it. All right, we'll just sticker everything. It's a bit more designs in there because they have this graphic designer. I can't imagine that the graphic designer would be like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with just doing like five printed pieces. And then, you know, all these other ideas I had, we just won't do because we can't put them in production. I would imagine it's this graphic designers that are really guys mucking up the whole the whole business. It. I mean, I feel like it it has to go at, at co like into cost cutting. And I really I'd really be interested in like seeing a breakdown of okay, well, let's see, we could really make the set, um, we could include more pieces and make it more affordable if we just did stickers. Yeah, that's got to be it. Like, I'm wondering if that's, if that's because the conversation. you do see some things like older building techniques, like wherever there was a spare, like open area, you would be like, okay, well, brick is going there. And if I'm building a tower, the brick is going to be there. It's going to be a solid tower. Now they do a lot of things where it's like you're kind of building around open spaces mm -hmm. and they're like, we're not going to fill every single space because that would cost too much. And you see like, I can almost see the decisions that were being made as I'm putting it together. Like, oh, there's not a brick there. I bet when they originally put it together, there was a brick there. And then they were like, do we need that structurally? No, we don't. Let's take it out. So you see all those like kind of decisions that are being made as an adult, like when you're putting it together, of like, yeah, they're taking those pieces out and saying like, we don't necessarily need that. Or it would make sense to be this piece, but it's a little more expensive. We'll just give them two of these pieces instead something like that. So I definitely, that's, that's gotta be the major thing is like cost cutting. But then again, like, I don't know, just don't discount the sets or, or like just put them out at the real value that they're at. Like they put out these star Wars sets and stuff that are immediately discount 20%. And it's like, just make it the price of the set and then don't discount them and just have printed pieces in there. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I could go on, on about printed pieces for days, but the set, the Nassau Apollo set, I, I can't recommend enough. It's definitely, if you haven't been into Lego in a while and you're like thinking about jumping back in, it's a set to pick up if you can get it this holiday season, even after it should be out for like a, a year and a half, they said. Is it, is it exclusive somewhere? Yeah, so it is exclusive to lego.com. Um, I think it, it might show up in stores, but again, it's like really impossible to find. So it might show up in Targets and Walmarts and stuff like that and Amazon. Uh, yeah, actually, the place that you're most likely to find it is Lego stores, but it should be at every other real retailer as well. But gotcha. again, very hard to find. Gotcha. All right. Well, my update consists of, you can imagine, uh, Power Ranger uh, memorabilia. Um, um, I, I, we did discuss this before, but it didn't make it onto the, the podcast that, that, um, happened before. Um, it's, I, I added to my, uh, Power Rangers micro machines, uh, line. 
um, back in the 90s, Micro Machines, uh, I believe, partnered with Galoob and they put out some random Power Rangers stuff um, right at the, uh, basically at the peak of Power Rangers. Um, and the sets mainly consisted of uh, the Zords, and then you get these little tiny Micro Machine minifigures of the Power Rangers, and then you also get little tiny minifigures of the Putties. And then in that within that scale, you have larger mini. So like I would say like little micro machine figures are probably what like maybe a little bit bigger than a centimeter, like maybe I don't know. Like less than an inch tall, yeah, right? Or like an maybe an inch tall. And then you have these little larger scale larger scale minifigures within the same pack to represent zord so they want to make sure like the figures obviously bigger than the or the zords obviously bigger than the figures yeah um so they released these packs with um i i guess it was a putty of another power ranger figure and then you get these two larger scale figures i'd say maybe about two inches tall um and it was either a megazord and a uh, a villain i believe um and the three that were released um, in our country, the three packs, the, the packs that we got uh, were consisted of the Megazord, the Dragonzord, Titanus, and then um, the three villains that we got were Goldar, Squat, and King Sphinx. Mm. Um, and those are all pretty common um, to find. These sets aren't really hard to pick up. Um, also, especially like a box, they're really not hard to pick up at all. How much is the Titanus going for? And that's what I want to know. I don't, I, that's definitely my favorite Power Rangers. <laughs> I don't know why. Toy. Oh my gosh. That I, thing's so ridiculous. I think it was only in like 17 episodes. <laughs> they're just like, well, Titanus, right? They're like, we've done Megazord and Dragonzord. What's next? Oh, well, everyone was Titanus. That's nice. It rounds out the Mighty Morphin sets, really, um, with just the Megazord and Dragonzord. When did Tigerzord come out, though? Well, was that's he... what I was going to get to. Um, they actually did have a whole second series, wave planned, I should say, yeah. of these same four packs. Um, one was of uh, the Red Dragonzord uh, for the Thunderzord, the Red Dragon Thunderzord for the Red Ranger. And then he would be fighting Lord Zed, I believe, in this scale. Mm. And then that would include um, a new Z putty uh, for Lord Zed Z putties and another Red Ranger figure, I want to say. Um, and then also they had slated alongside that was the White White Tiger Zord fighting against Babu and a Z putty and the White Ranger. Um, so the White Ranger was new um, and the Z putties were exclusive. Um, we never got it here in the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah, it was never released here. Um, was it re only like released in Japan? No, to my knowledge, it was. It it could have been, but to my knowledge, um, uh, it was only released like in Europe, places mm -hmm. around there. And I was actually fortunate enough to find that online. Uh, they popped up. I won't say how much I paid for it, but <laughs> I I definitely paid out for them. Both of these sets popped up. I was so excited just because I'm I'm kind of a completist in that way where. I'm a completist when it comes to like Power Ranger villains, just because I yeah. they're so one off and just weird, exclusive to things, and it, yeah, weird. They're they're I wouldn't say harder to come by, but um, they're just random to come by, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um. So I was actually fortunate enough to add both of those boxed to my collection, um, and I just I, I love that. Um, I now have Lord Zed. I mean, that's great, but then. 
it's funny to see uh, Squat and Babu included in this. <laughs> Wait, is Finster in here? No. Oh. No. Um, but Squat and Babu Squat are. Squat and Babu are each... It's funny how it's presented. I wish I had a picture of it. It's presented in a way where the um, the set is sold as Babu versus the White Tiger Zord. It's Which like, never happens ever. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do those two do? They just they just banter, right? That's all they do. They they were credited like early early on in the Mighty Morphin franchise as being like, um, I think Babu was like an alchemist and did like a couple of potions in the beginning. Okay, like to put Rangers under spells and stuff like. Like that gotcha and squat was squat's role was more of like a saboteur kind of like go down and spy like a spy saboteur okay. kind of but it, they didn't really they stopped ever, doing that they really did yeah. and they kind of just hung out in the palace and sort of cheered on the monsters and goldar when they were fighting um and it's just funny to see them in that role where it's like oh yeah well let's see squat he's taking on the megazord yeah like, let's see how his... well he does <laughs> It's just kind of something that everybody accepted at the time, and I, I really, I really do want to make a video about this, um, just because. It, I mean, we all know why it is that way, and it was basically because like all the toys got produced like off of the original like unaired pilot, where oh, like yeah. we all that's all they had to go off of was like okay, well these are all the monsters that are in it, so we're gonna put all these with the Zords, and you didn't really think about it. And, it's funny to look back and just be like, wow, I'm pretty sure Squat and Babu are on record of having made physical contact with the Rangers maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> just the Rangers, too. Yeah, not, just the, not Rangers. the Megazord. No, oh, no, no. They were never, they were never, uh, let alone the Tiger Zord. Yeah, Rita never uh, grew them to, to fight Zords. That's definitely for sure. Um, so it's just, it, it warms my heart to actually have Babu and I can put, squat next to babu they're in uh, scale right they are each scale. other yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty pleased about that purchase so no no regrets there but they do uh, supposedly they do occasionally pop up on ebay i don't know how often but definitely keep a lookout for them um i would highly recommend adding those to your set to cap off your vintage micro machines line yeah, all those people collecting those yeah <laughs> Well, that's cool. I it's kind. Of, I like that we do this section of the cast because a little behind the curtain, like I'll go over to Motel's house and I'll see what's new in his collection, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, pick these things up." I don't get the full story. Like I get the full story here of like what you went through to get them and like what they really mean and all this stuff. And I'm sure like you get the same thing when I talk about my collection. Oh yeah, definitely. but yeah, now I'll have more appreciation when I look at it and see those and be like, "Oh yeah, okay, there's Squad <laughs> I Like you told me a little bit about it, but yeah. not not to that detail. So appreciate that. All right. I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, definitely follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Google+. Plus. Uh, we'll see how that goes if anyone's on there. Uh, uh, going to YouTube pretty soon. We might post this podcast to YouTube just so it's there for you guys to listen. There's not really any images or anything, but just another place to listen. Um, we had a little bit of trouble posting the uh, audio for this podcast, so we're going to try doing that in a new way so that you guys can listen to it easily. Uh, but we should be coming to all the podcast platforms soon. I think we'll, we should be on iTunes pretty soon. We did make it on Google Play, uh, Stitcher, and I think pretty pretty soon to Pocket Cast as well. If there's anything anywhere that you guys listen to podcasts that you want to hear us, definitely reach out and let us know. Um, and we'll definitely like any other topics that you guys want to hear, definitely reach out. Hit us up on email. We're at contact at toytalkguys.com or just go to any of the blog posts and post in the comments. And, and yeah, we'll we'll hear you guys out. All right, see you guys in the next one. Talk.